Lagos Talks 91.3 and Corporate Shepherds presents the man of the hour. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Enang. Welcome, my dear friends, to Navigate with I.D. It's always a pleasure to be here. Friends, I kid you not. You know, I've gotten to the point where my system just looks forward to a Tuesday and a Thursday when we have this opportunity to learn from one another and at the same time also share and to a larger extent inspire ourselves to be better people and to have ultimately a better society. So, as always, I'm grateful to God for this opportunity. I'm grateful to God for life. I'm grateful to God for you too, your family, your business, and everything that you have concerning your destiny. I mean, life is such um, a journey. Life is such an interesting piece. And every day we are all taking up different aspects. We are picking up the banter here. We are picking up some pressure here. But what matters is how you come out of it. How you come out of it makes it worth the while. And so I pray and I hope that as we have been going through this series of making life count, especially in this month, as a month runs to a close, that you can sit back and say, here are some lessons learned. Here are some things that I picked up from Navigate with IDNANG, and these lessons are things I've applied, and here I can see progress, I can see a process emanating that wasn't there before, I'm more confident to approach life and the issues. And this is the reason in the last couple of episodes, I decided to walk into a space that you and I may not necessarily look at, but I do. Maybe you've never considered it, and it's within the ambits of the game of chess. And if you've been following this program, you would know that even on Thursday, as I built on the previous editions where I introduced Gary Kasparov. Who is Gary Kasparov for many of you that are probably just joining? He was the most successful chess player of all times. He shared his you know, insights into his life th- through that game of strategy, the game of chess, and he became a world champion at the age of 22. How did I come across this gentleman? I've never met him in real life. Yes, I've had the privilege to watch him a few times, But in real life, no. But I met him through his book. And that book I bought sometime in 2008, took out um, very core lessons from it, made my notes. And as I reflect down the lane, and I also look through the pathway that God has granted me grace to follow, I realized that chess as a game actually mimics life. And so if you're wondering where else to go, The place to go is to understand how to play the game of chess and what lessons will come from it. And so in this particular edition, building on the last one where I delved into the part on strategy, if you remember very correctly, I did talk about strategy as being very key. I did also speak to the uh, quote by Ralph Emerson that says, the man who knows how will always have a job. The man who also knows why will always be his boss. And if you remember, in the previous edition, 
I used the football analogy, and I said, as simple as football is, the strategies of the game are deep and complex. The obvious aim in football is to score goals while you prevent your opponent from doing the same. The best way to actually achieve this is endlessly debatable. But there are certain teams that you can marshal out who always have a traditional strategy. And I did say to you that the Italian national team, the Azuris, remain a clear example of a defensive nature team. Whilst our Samba boys in Brazil seek more to employ a contrasting means of attacking to achieve the same end of outscoring their opponents. So in walking through all of that, we did talk about very cogent aspects within the game of chess and that the future of the decisions you and I make in the present is a function of where we are going. And remember I talked about a strategist. A strategist will always start with a goal in the distant future and then walks back to the present. So a strategist is someone who sees that destination, who understands that he has a destination mindset and begins to walk back from that destination to the point where he is. Remember, I said to you, many of you want to have a Merry Christmas. What does a Merry Christmas mean? It means look at December 2020 as a guidepost and then walk back to say, if I want to have a Merry Christmas, what do I want to do between this month and that time? In the game of chess, a grandmaster makes the best moves because they are based on what he or she wants the board to look like 10 or 20 moves in the future. In chess, it's all about the moves. In making those moves, it doesn't require the calculation of countless 20-move variations. What the grandmaster or that chess player does, he evaluates where his fortunes lie in the position and does establish his objectives. After he does that, he works out the step-by-step moves to accomplish those aims. But as we look at the game of chess today, I want to step into a more beautiful terrain And it's a beautiful terrain to introduce the game. And I'm going to do that building on one of my good um, Twitter friends um, by the name uh, Zeal. You'll find him at at Zeal underscore A. And this is the same Zeal also. I'm sure for most of you that listen to Lagos Talks will probably have an idea of who I'm talking about. This is a man that speaks to critical thinking. The week I started the the chess dimension of mimicking life and chess and making life count, he had, you know, an interesting tweet, which he sent to me. And I said to him that I would actually, he kind of had a peep into where I was going to go and that I was going to use his piece to illustrate what I was going to do come this day. And I have his kind permission to use part of his literature to be able to share those words and those cogent dimensions with you. What exactly am I saying? You see, every human being and every character, every personality can be found on the chessboard. The chessboard has different pieces. Each of these pieces have a name. And so as I look at each of those pieces and I try to put a spin 
around the nature of that piece, the movement, the characteristics, you will be able to locate yourself in it because in that personality type, how people think, how you think, and how you interact with people matter. Just like the game of chess, the way the pieces have to interact with each other all sums up within the ambits of not just strategy, but actually playing the game itself. So on this journey called life, on this journey that you and I are on, what piece, what type of piece are you? Let me start from the very basic piece, which is the pawn. As I said, I'm going to be building this on Zill's um, output on Twitter, which he then you know, tweeted at me sometime um, in the course of last week. But before I get into this, I want to stir your thoughts in, in a way and to say to you, if you have not seen a chessboard before, I think you should go look at one. Because the game of chess today can be played by one individual, but you need two individuals. But given technology, an individual can play against a computer or a system. Or you can play against some other amorphous individual that is virtual. I mean, there are games today, you can play with a guy that might be out of Thailand, can be in Moscow, can be in Ijebode, but you are here in Lagos and you have no idea where that person is playing from. But the device or the environment has been created for both of you to play. So if it is about playing your own game, I want you, as you follow me on this track, understand that two strong chess players can have very different strategies in the same position and they might be equally effective. Now, sometimes when people leave aside those positions in which they hope to win by the move, in making that move, and that move does not in any way have a counter, the chances of winning a lot higher. But if there is a counter that takes advantage of your move and puts you in a position of disrepute, then you know that it was a wrong move. So as I go through each of these pieces, I want you to zero in and say to yourself, concerning strategy, concerning my strategic outlook to life, concerning the journey I'm facing, either as a businessman, as a father, a mother, a parent, a guardian, you are in a relationship, you're not married, or you're looking for a business partner, the game of chess brings a lot to it. You're a footballer, you're a basketballer, you're a cricketer, you're a hockey player. There are rules of engagement with all of these games, and the boundaries are limitless. But when you look at the game of chess, in those 64 squares, there is something about those 64 squares. They look limiting, but trust me, every single move brings out the very best and brings out the very worst of you it's just like stepping on the golf course and taking a whack on that little ball. You can look at that little ball and say, this ball is so tiny, I'm going to give it a whack. Bring all the strength you have in the world. Get the best club and hit it, and it will not even go beyond 10 centimeters. It won't even get to a meter. It tells you many times that it's not about the strength, but it's about the skill and the ability. So as I present each piece to you 
chess players already know, but I'm not sure you actually would see it in this light. Non-chess players, this is an opportunity for you to go embrace the game and begin to understand the importance of strategy. So as you begin to go through the work on this journey called life, you will be very clear and understand what steps and decisions need to be made. The first piece that I'm going to use as my illustration, again, I'm piggybacking on, on Zeal AK. Um, I think he posted this on the 21st of April, but my my own um, session made him you know, bring it out of the woodwork and to share with us again and with my good self. Here, the pawn. The pawn is noted as the as a small it's a very small piece remember i'm going to relate each of these pieces with personality types i'm also going to relate these pieces with the nature of how people think and how they interact so let's take the pawn for example that pawn is the most basic mind so there's no point discussing strategy a pawn is used in there very basic it's just there now, in the opening of a game, typically you always have white and black, and so white has the opportunity to make the move. There are some people that play either the king's or the queen's gambit, and they open up with a pawn. That is how basic it is. It is so basic in terms of mind that we will not be talking about deep strategy, but it's also strategic. Now, pawns naturally take orders they are the best in taking orders and they execute sacrificially most times it's easy for people to push their pawn in the way so if you know you are under threat you can use any piece but many people tend to find it easier to use the pawn as a sacrificial piece you would rather have the pawn go than have a rook or your knight go in most cases now a pawn has its own limitations pawns that piece can only move in one direction and one step at a time especially the only time a pawn can take two steps is in the opening when you are to start the game you can move your central piece of your pawn two steps that is the only time a pawn is ever allowed to take two steps. Beyond that, it is one step at a time, but very ambitious. With a pawn, if you nurture a pawn well, from that baseline, getting to the end line, a pawn can be converted to any other piece, an officer, like we call them, officer piece on the board. That is, a pawn can become a queen, a rook, a knight, a bishop, etc. It can also become a pawn but a pawn is a pawn when you get to the other side at the end game it can morph into any other piece but pawns are pieces that you nurture to maturity they can become very powerful so think about yourself let me take you within your work setting you can be a pawn in the office you can be a pawn you could be somebody's pawn how can you be somebody's pawn Many bosses have pawns. They use people, they are fall guys. So the boss makes a blatant error and he will tell you, you need to take the fall for me. 
and you go and tell somebody. So you report to this director. You report to this big boss. It tells you, go and do so-so and so thing. You know what you're about to do is not right. He knows it's not right, but he can't do it. But he needs someone to help him execute it. And so he tells you to put in your head. And it will tell you, if you put in your head and anything happens, I'll have your back. Now, you being ambitious, because you want to be in your boss's good books, and if it falls well, you are going to reap something. So it happens within the political setting. It happens within the office setting. It happens within the family setting. It happens within friends. Friends, especially guys or even the ladies, he sees this beautiful lady and he wants to, you know, play around a bit. And the person he'll run to will be his guy to say, hey, you have to kind of mask and my wife is around or, you know, my family is around. You go help me get our details. That you are a pawn. You are playing the role of a pawn. You are moving in one direction. You're ambitious. Now you're playing that role because that person and yourself have a relationship. And as much as you continue nurturing that relationship to maturity, then you say, this is my guy. You, I have his back. He has my back. I can trust him with my life. It's the same way the pawn is on the chess board. A pawn can become very powerful. That relationship, that person who has entrusted you with his life, with our life, can ultimately become so powerful that the day the person decides to come against you, people will look at it and say, wow, he will easily be able to pull you down. That's why when you see people with a lot of PhDs pull him down, check it very well, the friendship would have been driven from the time they were all pawns. They played the pawn, they did the pawn thing, and when they became officers or they converted to other officers and something had to give, the relationship had to give and it became very messy. That's the pawn. Remember what I said. The pawn can execute sacrificially. So anytime you're sitting, I always want some of you, I say, listen, you can be treated as a pawn on the chessboard. That whoever is using you knows that he can do away with you. But at the same time, the person that has that intent to make use of your skill, your ability, is actually pawning you in a way that he's trying to milk you in a way for him to have access to be able to check, take a check on the opponent or take a check on the system or make a fast break for himself. So that's what that whole entity can do. Let's go to the second piece called the knight. Now, the knight, for those of you that will see a chessboard, we always see this piece that has the sign of a horse. That is a knight. A knight is a very valuable team player. But he can't do well walking alone because he will be under threat. The knight works best when teamed up with another piece, with another person. If you have that knight mentality or attitude or disposition, you must be able to team up with some other person to make some unexpected moves. One thing about the knight is that it can take you unawares. The knight is one of the strongest pieces on the board because when he lands in one space, 
it has close to six or nine other areas where it can land. I think nine to 12 spaces where it can land, if my memory serves me right, because it goes in an L shape. So imagine it takes three steps, two, one, one, two forward, then the next one. Or it could take a swing of three steps all at once. So the knight can jump over. Is the only piece on that board that can jump over any piece and land and do whatever havoc. But it cannot walk alone. Any bone that has that solitary mindset that wants to go alone, listen, they will cage you and in no time, they will take you out. It is very easy to take a night out. In my own way, the way I play chess, sometimes I actually sacrifice one of my nights easily because I move in to check very fast if I have the opening and I see the opportunity. And if I have the opportunity to put a check to take out the queen or the rook, which I'll come to, I always use my knight. And the knight is a strategic piece. However, the knight has limited foresight. So if you find yourself in that space, know that your limited foresight or your blind side can actually do you in. The knight has limited foresight, but can come up with amazing ideas in the very short term. So just like my friend Zeal had painted, I do agree with him. In the short term, a knight can get in and rescue you from a very bad situation. But trust me, in the long term, it can also do some of the do's that it has done. The knight is one piece also that I love in that it can easily retrace its steps. So when it's under threat or is under threat of any situation, it easily retraces its step. Well, friends, you know, I've just focused on two of the pieces. When I come back, there are four others to take on the other side. Of course, this was the intro, and I hope you found it useful. Again, we are looking at the game of chess. Today, I've decided to look at each of the pieces and looking at the pieces around personality types, around situations. I've talked about two of the pieces, the pawn and the knight, and I've put them in situating business and career or enveloped sessions when you have to go over certain circumstances or situations. And you can find yourself in a position as a knight you cannot afford to be a solo man. You need someone to team up with you because if you want to make an unexpected move, you need partnership. If you want to work within the three S's I talked about, speed, surprise, and silence, the night is that kind of piece. But you know what? It deals with surprise. It will surprise you, but it will come in a very silent manner. But the night always needs some backup. Otherwise, it would fall. It goes to war and there is no backup. It can be backed up by any piece, just like any piece will back up the other. In chess, it's about codependency. You can't afford to be independent. If you are independent, the chances of you being exposed will be in place. I'll be right back on the other half as we look at the next beautiful piece, which is a rook, and then we go to the other pieces and we'll definitely have an opportunity to see how the game of chess also imitates life or mimics life. We'll be right back. Don't go away. This is Navigate with ID, brought to you by Corporate Shepherds.
This is Navigate with ID, brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome back, my dear friends, to Navigate with ID. If you're just joining, uh, this is Navigate with ID and Ang, and um, we've been looking at uh, the game of chess and how it mimics life. And we're walking through each of the pieces. I talked about the pawn and the knight during the first half of the program. I'd like to step into one intelligent piece that I call the queen. Or maybe before I go to the queen, let me start with the rook. I talked about the rook um, before we went on the break. So let me follow that sequence. According to my friend Zeal, he says that the rook is often understated and the, it is a stickler for rules. Remember, we're talking about personality types. Chess has different pieces. We have each of these pieces with unique characteristics. They have unique typologies. They have everything about them that sits within their own ambits. To make the 64 squares quite an encounter of sorts, both mentally, physically, and more sometimes very sublime. So the rook is often understated and can be considered a stickler for rules as they move only in straight lines. That is one piece on the chessboard that can be very frustrating. They are great visionaries, that is a rook, and because they aren't limited by space and can move very far, very fast, the rook just does only one thing at a time, and that is moving forward, moving sideways, and moving backwards. So, this in straight lines, just only straight lines. So it goes forwards, it goes sideways, and it goes backwards. You can see the rook as a piece that would easily be hidden, but protects most of the time the other pieces that are on that lane. But it has its own limitations. And because they are limited by way of locomotion, they also account for that by the speed and ability and agility to move from one end of the board to the other and very, very fast. Now, rooks can move fast. They can also think very fast, especially when they are threatened. And one thing a rook does, it retreats very quickly. So let's take this to a life situation. If you have a rook personality type, you are the kind of person that will be able to sit back and envision something. And envisioning it, you are quick to run to that space to make it happen without necessarily thinking through it. Like some other piece, which is a thinker. When I come to that other piece that is more of a thinker, you will say it. As much as that power of visioning is there, those limitations that ultimately can be blind spots make the rook personality very exposed. And sometimes the rook personality or the rook in the game that is very, very strategic has to sit in as a blocker. But once a rook is threatened, the rook will retreat. Just like any other piece on the board, but when the rook has to retreat, 
it can actually be caged because it's one directional. It goes in only straight lines, can never go diagonally. So as I leave the rook as the third piece, let me step into the piece called the bishop. The bishop is the one with a piece, you know, when you look at the bishop of Canterbury and what they wear on the head, um, you'll see that piece, very tall, elongated with the ball shape and the hack, um, a little bit of um, attachment on the piece at the top. That's the bishop. Now, a bishop personality indicates that it starts off with a burden of high expectation as they are always very close to power. But like the rook, is also a stickler for rules and will move in a diagonal format. A bishop cannot move in a straight line. Just like a rook cannot move diagonally, a bishop only moves diagonally. And what it means is that you have two colors. There's a white and there's a black one. Now, a white bishop only goes on the white lines. It's almost like a real line, while a black bishop goes on the black line. But many times, they are long rangers. And as a long ranger, what a bishop wants is the ability to be able to clinch and protect any piece from a distance. So just like every other piece can be protected, this particular piece demonstrates ethical flexibility. So when you find in a setting, you have somebody who is very flexible, who is very amenable, but has strong limitations. He needs a compliment. A bishop also always needs a compliment because it's limited by space. If you are black, a black bishop can only run on the black line. A white bishop can only run on the white line. You cannot move into a black space Neither can you move into a white space if you have either of the color types. But that in itself can be a major factor in life. When you look at your blind side, you need to have an accountability partner. So a bishop in real life requires somebody knowing fully well, these are my strengths, these are my points of flexibility, but I need collaborators. I need collaborators. Why? Because... A bishop is also long-term. A bishop can go all the way. Apart from the king and the pawn, every other officer on that board has the ability to do some long range. But versatility only rests with one major piece and is the next piece that I'm going to come to. For a bishop, when you are playing a game of chess, many times... People tend to use the bishop as a long-range missile to be able to take out your enemy, to take out your opponent, to take out that person who does not actually see the point of a defensive game. A bishop is good for attacking too. A bishop plays, if it's in football, you will call the bishop a liberal. It's very easy for a bishop to retreat. So you are the kind of person that will retreat into your shell when people come to attack you, but then you sit in that space and wait for the opportunity from a long range or a short range or a medium range to be able to take out your opponent. And taking out your opponent means you know when the opponent is most vulnerable. Or when there has been a setup, a bishop is a piece that is actually used on the board to shield. 
You might not see a bishop come from nowhere. Most times, I always liken the bishop to a lion. He just appears from nowhere and takes you out because you would not have seen that long-range effect of it from a diagonal side, and you might get the boxes, whether the black or white boxes, mixed up. Let me go to the fifth piece, which is a queen. A queen personality, a queen piece on the chessboard, has what I call an unlimited, unlimited powers. This piece on the chessboard can move in any direction at any speed, extremely flexible. A queen personality sits with flexibility, with morals, with ethics, and not just moving in any direction, can take as many steps as possible, can play either the short or long game, can play a long strategy, and also can be very devastating on the offense. When you have a queen that is attacking and going after pieces, working very well with a bishop and a knight, it will be very difficult for you to survive because a queen as a piece on the board is very terrifying. It's one you don't want around you. So your best bet, if you're playing with someone who has a queen personality, you need to find a way to cage that animal. When I mean animal here, I'm talking about that piece that is coming at you. If you're sitting in the boardroom and you have somebody that has a queen personality, intelligent, has a great interpersonal skills, this person knowledgeable, is a supreme master of the tough, you cannot afford to take that person on in the open. You have to find a way to befriend the person outside. And that's the same way in the chess game, you must find a way to bring the queen to a place where it cannot move around and take advantage of that versatility because the ultimate game is to ensure you protect the king. The queen can protect the king at the same time, protect any other piece on the board and it can come like a bull in a china shop. It will just come through with every precision and take out every one of your pieces without you knowing. So a queen personality is a power broker. So if you are a power broker, you have somebody that is a power broker, know that that person has the personality of the queen. And last but not the least is a king. The king is the sole reason why the game of chess is like protecting the king in the castle. You have the way it's positioned. You have the all the pawns there. You have the rook. You have the knight. You have the bishop. And of course, behind every successful man or beside every successful man, there's always a woman. And that's where the queen sits. Now you understand why the queen in the kingdom is always very powerful. The queen mother, the queen dad, the first lady. These are very powerful personalities. All the other subjects are there to do what? To protect that entity called the king. Now let me tell you one thing on the chessboard. A king commands all of that protection. You might actually see the king with the cross on the head. If you're looking at the piece, the pieces, there's one that has like a crown, that's a queen. The one that has like a cross on top of it, that's a king. It pretends to have command, but really and truly, the king does not. Because the king is always vulnerable. 
Anytime the king is vulnerable, when you hear the word check, then somebody has to give his life at that point in time. Somebody has to step in. Any of the pieces must step in. And if any of those pieces that step in do not have a backup, whoever is coming will almost be able to ravage the king or take the king out. And when that happens, that's when you hear the word checkmate. So many times, friends, when you are taking the game of chess and you are the solid supposed king in that play, whether it's business, you have in your business field, everybody looks at this man that is so fearless that nobody can approach, that nobody can do business with. I tell you, the strongest chain always breaks at the weakest point. On the chessboard, the king can move in any direction, but only one step at a time. Every king has his own limitations in terms of movement. It is not just about security. It is also about interaction. The king cannot afford to interact like the queen will do because it is highly vulnerable. And if you lose your king, it is over for everyone. They've taken over the kingdom. In a game of chess, the minute the king is under attack and you cannot make a move or escape, then it is over for everyone. Nobody can really tell the real value that the king brings to the table because the king, everybody seems to protect the king. Now, the king, in its own right on the chessboard, never does anything except act for itself and self-defense. Will risk everyone for their survival. Look around you in your office. Do you have anybody that has that king personality? He does not help anybody. It's just about himself. When you see an individual in the business world, in your business, in your corporate life, in your family life, it's all about himself. He's ready to throw anybody under the bus. That person has the mentality of a king on the chessboard because he or she is only thinking about himself, never does anything except act in self-defense. So the slightest thing that is said, that person comes up in self-defense, always defending himself. That's all he does. But the day there is no peace to block, there is no peace to stand in obeisance to the king, then the word checkmate comes in. Let's take this back into the play of life. If you do not know your place and that of others, if you are not able to have a cohesive relationship, if you are not able to drive different personalities to come together to make that perfect king or to make that perfect team, if each of you do not accept each of your strengths, weaknesses, the characteristics that you bring to the play, if you all do not have a common goal, then you will lack something called consistency. But it always starts with a strategy. When you open your game, in a game of chess, when your opponent opens a certain line and takes the first move, from that moment, you must have a clear sense of watching him or her in that move. And every move that person takes, you must think through 
ten times more why he has chosen to make that move. But do not also forget why you have to deliver on your own goal and objective. Sticking with your objective and goal in life is very key. Staying on course is the next. So having a goal and objective is the first step for you. Sticking with them and staying on course is the next. Let me play around just like I said on Thursday. That military history is full of examples of commanders who, are, who got carried away by the action on the battlefield and totally forgot about their strategy. Even before you today, you'll see a lot of brands in separate industries or sectors. You see in manufacturing, in FMCG space, FMCG is fast-moving consumer goods. In the consumer goods space, you'll see competition being so rife that some people decide to go in a certain way and the competitor all of a sudden just decides, gets carried away. Why? Because the guys that are leading the sales force or the marketing team or the business team choose of their own regard to get carried away and they forgot or most times forget their own strategy. That is what happens. And when they forget their own strategy and play to the strategy of their opponent, they open their flanks. I remember very vividly many years ago, I'm not going to speak to the company, but I'll tell you something. I worked for a company, a certain company then. We decided to push certain packages and products in a certain market deliberately. So the company I worked for then, we launched a particular stock keeping unit, which they call SKU. When we launched it in that market, we made sure that we stayed in a particular area and we were gaining share. Of course, our competitors thought that this was a new line. This was a new stockkeeping unit they had to go with. They brought their own. They just did not bring their own stockkeeping unit. They decided to pump in a new manufacturing plant. They went ahead to build a new plant in that territory. Guess what? The minute they built a plant in that territory, my company, the company, the brand I worked for then, we pulled out that particular stockkeeping unit. The whole idea was to see that year they pumped all their resources into it, into that territory, built that plant. By the time they built the plant, they now realized that that market did not really have what they thought it would give us throughput to serve it. I'm not even sure that plant is still alive today. But I'm saying to you, sometimes the commanders get carried away in the theater of war. On the battlefield, when you get carried away, all in doing what is not yours, playing another man's bidding. When your opponent complicates things, there is always a strong temptation to look for someone in your team that will refute the idea. There is always a rise to that challenge. This is exactly what your opponent may want. When it talks, when you look at corporate politics, when you look at office politics, when you even look at politics in the political arena, it's you can liken it to a game of chess. There are some people who are figures today in Nigerian political scene who sit like the king. They are of no use to anybody. They pretend to have command, but they don't have it. 
what they have are just foot soldiers that are protecting them. They can't run because as a king on the chessboard, they can only one run one space at a time. Some of them cannot even run because they have health issues. Some of them, but you see outside, they have a larger than life. It's the same way on the chessboard. You see an individual have larger than life. But guess what? When you don't go far, look at the queen. They sometimes have the queen personality who you see being ubiquitous everywhere. Looking like this unlimited power broker. They are flexible and running around. And then what do they do? They have young boys who are pawns. And that's why the youths of this country must wake up. Many of you should start playing the game of chess so that you'll see all our political gladiators come out. When they come out and say they want to go for office, you can determine, is this man a pawn, a bishop, a rook, or is just a king? There are so many of our political leaders who are just kings. They can do nothing because they cannot even protect you. They are all looking for us, the citizens, to protect them because they pretend to have command, but they don't. What you do not see is that they are very vulnerable. And if you play chess very well, you then understand that in order to secure Nigeria 2023 and beyond, we need people that are thinkers. We need the bishops who will sit down long range. We need the rooks. We need a rook mentality. A guy that will sit on the first rank and say, I'm able, that's where I'm going. We need visionaries. We need people that are thinkers and we need executors. At the same time, every single player on that chessboard needs to bring his game, a game to the table. That a game means understanding. So it's not about looking whether this man is from this tribe. They are using that to disrupt the peace. Whenever they tell you he's not the right man, he's not from your tribe, what they are telling you, in other words, they want to distract you. Remember, you are a rook. You are a knight. You are fashioned to go in a certain way. Look for your brother or your sister who can go on that same track that you don't have. If you are a white bishop, look for a black bishop so that you cross you cross swords. Why? You can only go diagonally this way. He or she will go diagonally the other way. Together you can win. That is what makes a team. That is why we need to be more strategic as a people. That is why at your business, in your business, for your business, you need to look at certain personality types. Using the game of chess, you can actually fashion out personalities because it's like going to war. You want to take market share within your category, within the same sector, Whatever you want to do, there are certain personality types you need in your team. You need a knight, a variable team player. But note that a knight cannot do well walking alone. You need a pawn who is very basic. And that's where we start with fresh graduates. Why do, why do Nigerian companies today, why did they stop the management training program? They are the pawns that become kings that become, I beg your pardon, that become queens, rooks. They become bishops in the days to come. Why is our education system in the flux? It's because the government, because the people, because everybody do not see that these little children that are starting in primary, in secondary, in tertiary institutions are coming out. They are the foot soldiers that are pawns and they are the leaders of tomorrow. The game of chess is telling Nigerians that we should go, like the Bible says, go to the ant, thou sluggard, and consider our ways. 
And here I am, sitting in this little space called Lagos Talks 91.3 FM, speaking to you and speaking to your heart, friends, that if we want to take, make Nigeria great again, every single one of us must go back to the basics. The basics, let us groom our own. Let us not look at this young people as people we just want to use them as pawns on the chessboard, throw them under the bus, use them for elections, use them to do whatever. No, we should look at them as our strategic arrows. They are arrows that they are shooting into the future and they can take others from us now, but they will execute sacrificially. Let us begin to teach them what it takes to move in every direction as regards rules of engagement. As a pawn on the chessboard that can move in one direction, one step at a time, let us teach them about process. Friends, I'm submitting to you today that if we want to change this nation, you and I that are officers, you and I that are in the older generation, we must see ourselves as grooming more pawns. We must begin to groom a new breed without greed, a radical opposition to the corruption. Why? Just like the pawn on the chessboard, we must take them to process. It is one step at a time. Yes, they'll be ambitious. It's okay for these young people to be ambitious. But if we do not nurture them to maturity, some of them will have a catastrophic end. And that's why some are getting to drugs. That's why some are getting themselves into uncanny acts of rape. Why should a young man get into rape? Of what benefit is it to him? It's because he just thinks that, hey, I am a man, I'm a guy. No, you are not. So our laws must come in. And that's why when you look at the 64 spaces in that chessboard, there's law and order. You cannot cross the line because it is written. You cannot. There are rules of engagement. Let us begin to build the pawns in our country. The pawns are down there. The pawns are the future. The pawns are the people that will turn around to make Nigeria great again. Let us not use our own hands to destroy our future. Education is key. Health is key. But more importantly, it's about the who. Many times we can put all the budget on education. Put all the budget. I have a very sad case here. One of my listeners on this program sent me an email. He teaches in a secondary school, SS3. He sent me a mail and said that about to start WAEC, that whenever they do this program, he refuses to join the principal who continually does one thing, tells the teachers to teach the students. And he asked me, Mr. ID, what do I do? And I said to him, as the Lord leaves, at the end of the day, I'm not going to be there for you to take this decision, but you've been a principled young man. Thank you for listening to this program. I will, I will forever bless God that if this is one person that this program has helped to have a principle and to stand, I'm blessing God for it. I know he's listening to me right now. He went ahead. They started WAEC. Guess what? The WAEC official that came to the school to sit as an invigilator started out as a a very cultured person until she received the brown envelope. All of what I'm saying to you is a report sent to me. And this young man took photographs. They now opened the floodgates. The students are taking WAEC as we speak. They brought out their phones and they had answers and they were copying. The pictures are there. It took a risk. And they were now teaching the others, putting the answers on the board. Those are our pawns that we are destroying. And woe betide such principals, woe betide such teachers, because they are destroying the fabric of this nation. Why should we continue in that regard? Friends, 
until such a time when we begin to say no, that we want to protect our pawns, that those of us that are knights, those of us that are rooks, those of us that are bishops, those of us that are queens, in whatever we do, the most important piece on that board is the pawn because it can become us tomorrow. The future of this country lies in us as a people doing what is right at the right time with the fear of God and building a society that we call just, egalitarian, and good for the future of our country and for the future of the human race. Let us stop these things. This country cannot move forward. And I'm so detested with our leadership because they are all ostriches. All the leaders, all of them are ostriches because they know what is going on and they just turn a blind eye. How do we do what we do and we expect a better tomorrow? Arise, O compatriots. That's what our national anthem says. I pledge to Nigeria, my country. They know how to swear an oath, but all of them forget the oath when they get into that office. Something must be wrong with our psyche. We need a fresh set of brains to think, not just to act like robots. Friends, this destiny of this country is in our hands. If you and I do not get up and begin to work within the pieces of strategy, playing our own game, doing what is right, then we can as well wish that there was once a country. God forbid, it won't happen in my time. If you are like me, that we believe that we can make this country great again, stand up for what is right, take the principles, stand like that young man, and be a salute to the nation of the future. Let us envelope our pawns and keep them from the perversity that these ones are putting down. Well, thank you for joining. I'll see you guys on Thursday by God's grace. And by His grace, I hope you keep well, keep safe, don't play around, just stay focused. And the peace of God be with you all. Bye-bye. And that was Navigate with ID, brought to you by Corporate Shepherds.